Welcome to Time Lapse, season five of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian Vincent, and I am your host today. We're glad you're listening in. And this season is called Time Lapse. It's all about us kind of tracking what God does in women's hearts over the course of time, how he uh, matures them and uh, brings them closer to him, shows them more of himself. And uh, we're not necessarily uh, sure, you know, what all that's going to show up as, you know, we know that um, we're more interested in what God is doing inside of us on this season, but we know he's God, so he can do a whole lot outside of us as well. So we're just tracking uh, what God does over time. And today we are doing that with my new friend, Laquita. Welcome. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're glad you're here. And so before we get started, would you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and where God has you in this time in your life? Yes. Um, my name is Laquita Abrams. Um, I'm a single mother. I have a son that's 21. Um, I'm a ministry leader of the Weaker Ministry at St. Peter's House of Restoration, uh, with Pastor William E. Bailey. Um, I'm an usher. I'm a praise dancer. Um, I'm also a contributor for Speak Woman magazine. I'm a mentor for young ladies. Um, you know, God is just doing some amazing things in my life right now. Um, I'm a baby at it. I'm a, I've only been saved for three years, and he immediately stepped in and just started working through me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that uh, God is just, he, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's amazing mm-hmm. because I was a broken woman mm-hmm. before you know, I found God and he came in and just really just renewed my soul. So w- tell me a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit about the ministry that you're doing right now and kind of how did God lead you to be doing this ministry? Um, when I came to the church, I was broken. I had just got out of a domestic violence relationship for 14 years. Uh, and then when um, I had been out of it for probably about three years at the time, and I was at a church, but I wanted to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't grow spiritually there, but I believe you shouldn't leave until God said that it's time. Mm-hmm. And he led me to this church And he kept leading me there. And he was like, this is it. Hmm. This is your church. Hmm. And I had got baptized. And immediately, you know, he started working through me. My pastor had came to me and said, "Um, I have a ministry that I want you to be over called the We Care Ministry. And um, what you'll do is you'll just send out cards for the sick and shut in. Hmm. I said, "Um, let me pray on it. Yeah. So he came back. He said, did you pray on it? I said, yes. I said, I'll do it. I said, but I've also, this is what God has given me. Hmm. God has said that, uh, how about you do care baskets? Because Hmm. that's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, that, that, that will be, that will be great. So when I went to my pastor, he said, I think that's awesome. Hmm. So immediately he put me to work. Hmm. And once he started doing that, I started putting my baskets on Facebook. You know, these are care baskets Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. And then he just started connecting me to different organizations Hmm. that was, and it led to domestic violence. And that wasn't my goal Hmm. for the We Care Ministry. My goal was to go to the nursing homes, go to the hospitals, give out care baskets when people were sick. Hmm. But he kept bringing these organizations to me, and I kept going to the homeless shelters, the domestic violence shelters, where I was doing, like, events 
three times a month making these blessing bags and really just donating out of the kindness of my heart and not mm -hmm. charging anything. And once I seen how it was a blessing, something mm -hmm. that small was blessing women that was broken, I said, okay, Lord, I know where you want me to go. Mm -hmm. I know where you need me to go. But in the process, when I thought I was blessing them, they was blessing me. Mm -hmm. Because he was healing me. He said, this is going to be something that's going to heal you. Hmm. And, and it reminded me of that scripture, Psalms 107. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Hmm. Because what he has moved me to was, I need you to tell where I have delivered you from, where I have brought you from, but show the goodness of me and let my light shine. Hmm. Show them where God is at in your life now, that it wasn't about me anymore. It was hmm. about him hmm. and how you can be so broken, but God can come through and just heal you from all that brokenness. Yeah, yeah, man. And I, we have something in common because... Laquita now interviews other women. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you interview them about their stories. Yes. And so in the process of you interviewing and talking about their stories, you found some healing as well in yes. all of that. Yes. Yes. And God didn't waste the hurt. You know, I think he, he saw your unique story and you thought you were ministering <laughs> to others, but he brought you others that had similar stories, not your exact one, but similar ones. And then, you know, <laughs> kind of led you on a journey together with those women. Yes. Wow. Yes. So yes. Cool. Yes. And even with the young ladies that I mentor, he has brought to me. And I was like, Lord, why do you keep bringing these broken young ladies to me? And they're, they have stories as well because mm -hmm. a lot of them are from maybe might be from broken homes. Mm -hmm. You know, their parents might be broken. Their mothers might be mm -hmm. broken. And what it did was it showed me myself as a child as well because I'm not just a domestic violence overcomer. I was molested at the age mm -hmm. of seven. Mm -hmm. I was raped at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. So my journey has been a long journey. Yeah. But... I understand now why God had put me through the things that he had put me through. Mm. And he said, what I'm going to do is he could have allowed me to lose my mind. But he said, mm. I needed to save you. Mm. I needed to cover you. I was still there for you because I had another plan for you. Mm. So I needed your mind to be clear. Mm. But now I'm allowing you to understand why I put you through the things that I put you through because now you're helping hmm. other women and other teens do the same things. Yeah. And now he's just not having me help the women. Now he said, you need to show that domestic violence is through men and young men as well. Hmm. So at my domestic violence event, for the We Care Ministry, I also have a young man that's going to tell his testimony hmm. on domestic violence hmm. as well because I think that's where it starts. Hmm. I feel like when I was their age, if I had somebody that was there for me or gave me the signs or gave me the awareness or was there just to say that I love you, I'm there for you, or I'm just here to listen, I might not have would have stayed in a relationship hmm. as long as hmm. I did. Because I was 20 when I got with my ex-husband. Hmm. So I was still a baby. Yeah. And he was four years older than me. Mm-hmm. So mentally, you know, he was far ahead of me and, you know, and I didn't realize it at the time, yeah. but I yeah. thank God that I never had kids with him. Mm -hmm. You know, I was pregnant at five months and had my baby stillborn mm -hmm. because of all the abuse that mm -hmm. I had endured in the relationship. But now I understand mm -hmm. God said you would have been tied to this man for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was going to become a time where I needed to break those ties from mm. you. But what he did was he made me stronger mm. and he pulled me closer to him mm. because I, I might not be where I'm at now yeah. if I didn't go through the things that I went through mm. because he got me to my lowest point to mm. where I had no way out. I knew my mother couldn't help me. I knew my sister couldn't help me. I knew mm. my father couldn't help me. I knew it wasn't nobody but the Lord mm. that can come through and help me through this situation. So, you know, I thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's a pretty strong statement. Like, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I, 
in that we had a conversation before the recording started that like I haven't been through the same pain, but I have felt the sense of the Lord stripping everything else away from me so mm-hmm. that I would see him. Yes. And see him as the only like, thing. Mm-hmm. And then I can take the 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 gifts and I can take other things he gives me and, and see them under that light, you know? And I think now you can say that to other people and hopefully save them from that, that point, you know, so they can hear that and understand it and move on it now Yes, as well. Yes. Yes. That's powerful. So tell us a little bit about the event you're doing. This is going to come out way after that event, but I just want people to hear the testimony of how it's kind of coming together for you. Um, So what are you doing this weekend? Okay. This weekend I'm having a teen domestic violence event and um, I started the journey of the event because of my brokenness and my pain. Hmm. But now the event that I'm doing this Saturday, which which will be February the 24th, it's, a, it's not about me anymore. Hmm. God has said it's about everybody else. Hmm. It's about the ministry. It's about the people in the ministry because I have people in my ministry now that have been through domestic violence, that is hurting, that's been abused, that is going through pain. Hmm. So this event is to help the community because we have so many teens in the community that is in so much pain and that is going through things. But as I talk to my teens that I mentor, they like, Miss Laquita, we didn't know that this was domestic violence. Mm. We didn't know if a guy said this to you that that was a sign of domestic violence. Mm. We didn't know if he threw you up against a locker that that was mm. domestic violence. We didn't know if he snatched you up that that was a form of domestic violence. So this year I decided to bring some professionals in, mm. to bring some professionals in that's really able to be more in-depth on mm. domestic violence, that's able to help them. The Artemis Center is also going to have a counselor on site mm. for any of the teens that might need somebody to talk to at that time. Of uh, the sheriff department, they're coming in, and the detective that they have on the panel, he works with domestic violence mm. victims. So and goes and speaks. I have uh Dante from Marriage Works, mm. you know, he works on healthy and unhealthy relationships and he goes around and he speaks to teens mm-hmm. about domestic violence as well and being in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. and not to be sexting and mm-hmm. you know doing those uh, sort of things and then the Artemis Center they're just you know they're awesome and uh, they're coming in and you know they can go more in depth because that's what they work on that's who they help they help people with domestic violence but let me be clear domestic violence is just not relationship wise it's also in your family with your parents Mm. you know kids also have domestic violence within their household Mm. you know they have parents that abuses them Mm -hmm. and i tell people molestation that's part of domestic violence as well Mm. because that's a form of abuse uh, abuse that you do not want Mm. so um this event is really going to be life-changing for adults and for youth. Um, they're mm-hmm. also going to set up tables where they're going to have giveaways mm-hmm. for the teens as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, The We Care Ministry, we will have a table set up. And then we also have another ministry, which is like a branch off from the We Care Ministry, and it's called Willing Vessels. Mm-hmm. And what Willing Vessel does is uh, they teach on low self-esteem, depression, mm-hmm. show them how to be young ladies within Christ. Hmm. Um, hmm. Also, they do jewelry making. So they have We Care Ministry that's showing them, you know, that's lifting up their self-esteem, hmm. that's taking them out into the community and showing them what's out there hmm. and how to help other women. But then you have Willing Vessels, and what Willing Vessels is doing is, okay, I'm lifting your spirits. Hmm. I'm showing you how to walk in Christ. Hmm. So when you come to the We Care Ministry, you already got that foundation mm-hmm. where you able to stand. I know myself. Mm-hmm. I love myself. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can come out here in this ministry and go to the shelters and help young ladies. Yeah. And what I really love about it, Laquita, is that God saved you. And then he said, now I'm going to use you. Yes. And now a whole community yes. is coming um, together. together. Yes. So, and and in multifaceted ways so that you are helping them spiritually. You're yeah. helping them 
educationally. You're helping them practically. I mean, you are bringing together um, many resources in your community that can help not just women, not just teens, but the men as well, our whole community. So I'm just loving, I'm loving here how, how God took you as a willing vessel, right? Yes. And and um, moved in you in such a way that um, inspired an entire community to come around each other. So as you're kind of watching this, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but what is God, how are you processing all of this? How, what is God doing in your life right now as you as you are seeing this journey unfold? What is that teaching you about who God is? What it is teaching me that God is a healer, Hmm. that God is a lover, Hmm. that God can deliver you from anything. That's right. That if you believe in God, he would do anything that's impossible Hmm. because what God is doing now is he is showing me that if you if you be obedient to me, if you sacrifice for me, because when I was walking this walk, people couldn't understand. I lived, I breathed the ministry to do God's work because I knew what God had told me. Even when the road was hard, even when I had setbacks, when I had to sacrifice some of me, when I had to sacrifice financially sometimes to do the ministry work, God said, don't worry about that because I have you just be obedient and believe and have faith in me and trust and believe at the end you're going to understand where I'm going to have you Hmm. I'm going to go back just a little bit because um just two months ago I was homeless because I lost my home not from something that I did but because of something it was a situation with my son and my apartment complex said I don't want you here anymore Hmm. but what I could have did was I could have set, I could have did a setback, hmm. but I was still serving God. I was still serving the ministry because I knew what kind of God I served. Hmm. So I said, Lord, what you're trying to do is you, you're trying to put me in a better place. Hmm. So I'm going to keep serving you and I'm going to move on. So I had to go live with my dad and it wasn't not even three weeks. The Lord found me a better place, hmm. cheaper rent, Praise God. cheaper awesome. rent, you know, and I said, when I thought about it, I said, God said, I need to take the old and give you something new. Because mm-hmm. where I'm about to take you, you need to leave your past behind. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's doing now. He's, he said, I will put you, if you open up your heart completely to me, I will mm-hmm. put you in places and put you in situations that you would never think that you would be. Yeah, it's and like that, seek first doing. the kingdom of God and yes. all these things will be added unto yes. you. Yes. So that's what I'm hearing. A theme happening in your life is that uh, you're as you're seeking God, um, he is <laughs> reprioritizing everything in your life. Everything. And he's using you to testify about it. Yes, yeah. yes. And bringing some amazing people hmm. in my life. And, and, and this has been my prayer for three years. I'm like, Lord, anybody that's not of you, I need you to take them away from me. Hmm. But what I need, Lord, I need you to bring more people that has the same vision as me Mm. that is of you, Lord, that is going to help build the ministry to help the community. Mm. And I told him, I said, I said, Lord, this is a hard walk for me, Mm -hmm. but I know that you are my strength. Mm -hmm. I know that you are going to carry me. Mm -hmm. And I, and I tell people all all the time, I thank God for my pastor Mm. because my pastor has been there for me every step of the way. Mm. And what he always remind me is you will be fine. Just let the Lord lead you Mm. in every step. Mm. As long as you let the Lord lead you Mm. and not let people lead you, Mm -hmm. he would never stray you. Yeah. He would never stray you. Yeah. And that's been my reminder. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about that because a lot of times how God leads us is by uh, getting us in his word. Mm -hmm. So how is the word impacting your current season of life right now? Um, How the word is is impacting the current season in my life right now, it is, I'll go go back, I'll Mm -hmm. go back to Psalms 107, Mm -hmm. let the redeemed Mm -hmm. of the Lord tell his story Mm -hmm. because that's where I'm at in my current season Mm -hmm. where the Lord is saying, I need you to show 
the things that I have done for you, that this is not about you, hmm. but show them how I have convicted you of everything that you went through. Hmm. That now this walk is not when you was molested. It's hmm. not about your domestic violence. Now we got to show the good things that has came out of it hmm. and show the people that is going through the same things that you are going through hmm. to show them that they can come out of it as well. Hmm. But the first thing is God. God is the only one that can pull you out of mm. a deep, dark situation. Mm. Because I was in the dark for 14 years. Mm. For mm -hmm. 14 years, I was mm -hmm. in the dark. And once I seen that light, the light is so amazing. <laughs> and when God's light shine on you, it's like it's everlasting. Yeah. It's yeah. everlasting. Mm -hmm. But we also all have to remember that we always have to open up our heart. We can say we love God. Mm -hmm. We can say that God is walking with us and your heart be closed. But when you truly open up your heart to the Lord, mm -hmm. he opened up so many doors for you. Mm -hmm. It's like every day I wake up and I'm like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Because I know that he got something else planned for me. Yeah. I know that it's something else that he's going to do for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm and I'm busy. I'm busy all the time. <laughs> you are it's busy. like yeah. it's like I it's nonstop. I'm I'm one of those kind of people that if you if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because if it's going to help you, if it's going to bless you, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Unless God say no. But a lot of times he say, I'm gonna give you the strength to keep going. Yeah. So help as many people as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And even just the testimony of how Laquita got to us mm -hmm. is really cool because she got to testify through uh, the Doves Cry right. mm -hmm. uh, Facebook group, uh, another um, Jesus loving group that is in Dayton. Um, and then uh, Mary, who's been on the podcast, Mary Thomas connected us with her and she's she got on the podcast like the next week i don't know it was a really quick turnaround yes so. and mary is awesome yeah. the first time i met her i could just feel the spirit yeah and we just we just immediately connected mm -hmm. and she was like laquita i don't know what it is about you she was like but it's something it's something yeah. and you know it's amazing how god can connect you with spiritual women hmm. and in and, and that connection is automatic that you don't have to make it be a connection hmm. um her doves cry will be coming to my church october the 6th hmm. to do a women's retreat hmm. cool which is so well needed hmm. and because there are so many women that is broken hmm. And we just don't know how to release all that brokenness. Hmm. And we take that brokenness into our relationships. Yeah. We take that brokenness into raising our kids. Yeah. And that's how a lot of kids end up broken. Hmm. Because, you know, I was in, you know, my mom was broken. So then her kids became broken, hmm. you know, even though we try to fight it, but you know, the cycle continues, yeah. the cycles continues. And I feel like with me, God is saying, I need, I need to use somebody as a vessel. Yeah. So what he's doing is he's using me. I need somebody to be saved yeah. in your family. And once, once I save you and they see how I've changed you, mm. then eventually they're going to see it and they're going to come. Mm. They're going to come. Mm -hmm. And now that's what's happening in my family as well. Mm -hmm. Everything that was bad, that they thought was bad, God is turning around for the good. <laughs> Even God. when they didn't want me to come out about my story, mm -hmm. but God said, this is needed. This ain't about you. Hmm. You're going to bless somebody else with your story because hmm. it might look bad, but it's not bad because hmm. what I'm saying is this is what I went through, but this is where God has me now. Hmm. This is hmm. where God has me now. And I I don't know if I mentioned before, before I even started my ministry, I was, I started praise dancing hmm. and praise dancing is it's the best stress reliever ever. <laughs> awesome. But what, what praise Dan has done, it has helped me to get closer to God too, mm. because what he did was he always led me to songs that was about me. Mm. And at the time I was broken. Mm. So every song that I did was about how me being broken and how God was helping me and God was healing me hmm. at that time. So I always speak on that Psalms, Psalms 107, let the redeem of the Lord tell their story hmm. because it's nothing like telling what God has done for you 
or what God is doing in your life mm-hmm. now. Because it's not about us. Mm-hmm. This this work that we're doing is not about us. It's mm-hmm. about God. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. A, it's about helping other women. And I yeah. thank God for y'all because as I listen to some of y'all testimonies, y'all are awesome. Mm. Just just the, when y'all open up y'all mouth and speak, mm. you can you can hear God mm. coming out. And it's amazing to be around God-fearing women mm. that is allowing God's light to shine it's like refreshing yes it's refreshing yeah and that actually is exactly what our next question is all about what encouragement would you give someone in your current season in life and also i'd add you know what encouragement would you give for someone who feels like they are entrenched in maybe domestic violence right now or just starting to see some signs of that in in their lives what would you tell them um, what I would tell them is, is that believe, hmm. believe in God, trust God, get into your word hmm. and let God lead you to hmm. where he wants you to go. Surround yourself around people that God has delivered from hmm. the things that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Because when you surround yourself around people that's been through the same things that you've been through, it kind of helps you. Because I do have women that come to me and and they are in a domestic violence relationship and they want to know, how can I get out? You know, how can I get to where you're at? And first I ask about their story. Mm-hmm. I'll listen. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them, I understand where you at now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you, to leave because you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You're not ready to leave. You're just going to go back. But mm-hmm. what I can tell you is, is to, is to pray about it. Get in your word, ask God to mm-hmm. remove you from the situation and open your heart to God. Because once you truly open your heart to God, God will release all of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. He will take you away from all of that darkness. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he won't take us away from it when he know that we're not ready. <laughs> when he know that we're not ready. So, you know, my encouragement is, is, is that just believe in God. Just trust in God. <laughs> Ask God to give you the strength to get out of that situation. <laughs> and he will, he will pull you out of it. <laughs> it. It's amazing. I mean, I think just to see across situations, it has to be an inside out change, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. um, it has to be something that, uh, is God initiated, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe he's doing that by having you listen to this podcast right now, you know, if, uh, you are listening and you're hearing this testimony, you're thinking, um, something in my life needs to change. Maybe the first thing is, you know, your own heart that, that this is make God drawing you to that. And then, you know, we say, do the next right thing, uh, to get in a safe situation, mm-hmm. um, at that point, you know, and, um, I just so appreciate Laquita being a vessel to help women um, through every stage of that situ- of those situations. So awesome. Well, I cannot wait to come back and see what the Lord does through your own heart and through your ministry over the next year. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you. All right. Last time we met with Laquita, she gave us a rundown of about how God has used her past and freedom from abuse to now help others. He's really created this message for her to share based on Psalm 107. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. So she's telling her story with us. In this next part of the podcast, you'll hear how he continues to work not just on her message, but on her personally and how she's been growing as a ministry leader. We also talk about how the church can come alongside those who are currently in a domestic violence or abusive relationship. So listen in.
welcome back to the Dean Women in the Word podcast, Laquita. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you're here. Yes. <laughs> it was a struggle, but I'm here. But you're here. It's yes. just, we were talking just now about how it's such a victory that God brought us all here today. I mean, it takes, but how many volunteers did we have this morning to make this work? At least five. <laughs> at least five. Oh, wow. Maybe more. Um, but thank you, Lord, for bringing Laquita here. And we are uh, following up with her. This is her second interview. Yes. And uh, I don't remember when your first interview was, Laquita, but it, it's been, gosh, seven or eight months ago. Yes. yes. It's been a while. Yes. Um, so I just want to ask, open up and, and ask you, what has changed or remained the same since the last interview? Kind of give us a snapshot of your life the past several months. Um. My life has changed a lot. Um, I've grown a lot with God. Um, he's showed me a lot of things. He's put me through a lot of obstacles, um, a lot of tests. Um, the ministry has grown. Um, I've been able to reach out to so many young women and men. Um, he has allowed me to go into the school systems and talk with the kids as well. Um, he blessed the teen domestic violence event the last time, which was mm -hmm. going into my second annual. The first year I had 50 kids, and this year I had 89. Wow. So um, I'm, for my third one that will be coming up in February, I'm hoping that God just bless me mm -hmm. with another group of kids that is able to receive the message that um, I'm giving. Mm -hmm. um, he's just, I mean, with this walk with him, he has showed me, you know, who to connect with, who not to connect with, and and sometimes um, to get out of my own way because at some point I was stuck in my own way. Hmm. So he's done a lot. He is, I mean, he's, he's, he's good. I mean, I can, he's really, he's pushing me hmm. to another level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes when he pushes you to that next level, it's kind of scary because he starts <laughs> removing people out of your life. Mm. He starts removing things out of your life. And sometimes God is saying, I need you to do this alone. Mm. Because the people that you're trying to tag alone, I don't need them in this journey. Mm. Because it's going to stop you from where I want you to be. Mm. And sometimes as hard as it is, we still want to hold on. Mm -hmm. But when God has a purpose for you, he's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm in this season right now where I've been moving so much, he has me still. Hmm. And with me being still, I, I can hear him yeah. so loud and clear. Okay, Lord. <laughs> Isn't it amazing <laughs> you know, how yes, that happens? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's encouragement enough for us to just stop and, and listen mm -hmm. and slow down a little bit um, and lean into his voice. And I like what you said about others along the way because I think we're made to want others in the journey with mm -hmm. us um, but sometimes God you have to be willing to go alone mm -hmm. and and know that God's always with you but um, I think that's that's a good point to say like sometimes God calls you and he doesn't call others to that same mission right mm -hmm. he might be calling them to another mission, mission. yes but um, we have to be willing to to follow wherever he, he leads and however he leads. Yes, yes. So what truths do you know now that you would want to tell yourself in the first interview? Like, what would you want to say, Laquita? Listen, girl, this is what I have to tell you. <laughs> um, the truth, the truth from the last time, the truth is, is that, um, look, I'm getting teary. We got Kleenexes. Um, go right on ahead. <laughs> the truth is that, you know, the first time I was here, I was I was in the beginning stage of my journey. Mm -hmm. And when I thought that it was things that I was completely delivered from, as I do this walk and I get to talking to more kids, God starts to reveal more about me mm -hmm. that I really just kept back there in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. And with with that, he's he's throwing it in my face with these other kids and saying, You forgot about this, Laquita. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I, I need you to deal with this because mm -hmm. how can we effectively help other people when we haven't dealt with ourselves completely? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's and that's what I would tell myself before. Quita, you thought you had it all together the first time you was here yeah. and you was doing great things, but you didn't know what the process was. Mm -hmm. That now I'm in another stage of my process and now he said, I need you to effectively help these kids, give them tools for their day-to-day -day life. First in the beginning, I needed you to tell your testimony, mm -hmm. and your testimony was helping. Mm -hmm. Now, with your testimony, I need you to show them what God is doing in your life. Mm -hmm. I need you to show them how I can pull them out of their situation. Mm -hmm. But then I also need your life to line up <laughs> with my word yeah. and with me. Yeah. And, and you know... That's a hard thing mm -hmm. to do because that means, Quita, you can't do what you want to do. Hmm. You got to do what God said do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Even it's though, like the challenge yeah, of yeah. obedience. Yeah. It's the challenge of holiness, yeah. really. Like, be holy because I am holy. And our testimony, you're right, doesn't end the moment God saves us. As miraculous as it is, it's even more miraculous that he doesn't leave us there, that he wants to change us to be like himself. So your testimony continues. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's, um, it's crazy because I went into a school system, um, a month ago with about 35 young ladies and I always, and you know, going into schools is kind of hard because a lot of schools now don't want you to talk about God. <laughs> so, you know, my testimony is God. So yeah. <laughs> it was kind of hard for so me. So how'd to, you do that? So it was hard. It yeah. was hard because I was like, and I even, I even called my pastor like, how am I going yeah. to go into this school? And my testimony is about God and about how God has delivered me. So how can I not talk about it? Hmm. He said, pray about it. Hmm. And I prayed about it, and I still went in, and I was like, okay, Lord, how, how am I going to do this? And then I went in that school, and I asked the principal, and I was like, you know, am I able to talk about God? You know, I don't want to disrespect anybody mm -hmm. for their religion or whatnot. And she said, oh, no, our school is open. You could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, my gosh. And it's <laughs> open like. Open door. Open door. Yeah. And, you know, I knew that was nothing but God. But going in, me telling my testimony, telling how I was molested at 7, raped at 16, in a domestic violence marriage for 14 years, and I had 35 kids, and probably 70% of those girls had either been molested, been raped, mm -hmm. or their parents was in a domestic violence relationship, or they was dealing with some kind of depression, mm -hmm. low self-esteem. And then when I started talking about God and how God delivered me and what God is doing in my life, and I do this presentation, and I do like two different ones, but I did about the baggage that we carry. Mm -hmm. And I talked to them about how for 25 to 30 years, I carried baggage of mm -hmm. depression, low self-esteem, molestation, abuse, and, and, never, and never dealt with it. Mm -hmm. And I told them how they was in fifth or, fifth or sixth grade. You could be in the fifth or sixth grade, and if you never deal with whatever you're going through, you carry it mm -hmm. through high school, and you carry it through college, and mm -hmm. we become CEOs and managers and own our own businesses, and you might become a president, mm -hmm. but then you're still dealing with all this baggage that you haven't asked God to deliver you from. Mm -hmm. So you can't even be in a healthy relationship mm -hmm. with your mate, a healthy relationship with your family, a healthy relationship with your kids, because you're still dealing with you. Mm -hmm. So you don't even know how to love. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm this high up, I still can't love. So the presentation was I had some candles and on each candle I had the things that I've dealt with mm -hmm. from seven years old to adulthood. And then I had to I have I had five girls get up and I had a bag. Mm 
and they all read what was on the candle, and they put it in the bag. Hmm. And as they put it in the bag, the bag got heavier. Yeah. And then that's when I showed them, I said, now this is the weight that we carry for so many years because we don't deal with what we're going through. And then we took it out. I said, man, this is God releasing it. Hmm. When you just give it over to God, and I told him this is this is my purpose. This is what purpose that God has right now is for me to try to help these young ladies now to where there's help out there. Even though I don't look like you, I'm just like you. Right. You know, I, even though I look like I got it together, I don't have it together. Mm. But I understand. Yeah. And and that's where mentors come in at. And I said, when I was coming up, we didn't have mentors. Yeah. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody to give me information about abuse, mm-hmm. about domestic violence. So, you know, it's like, Lord, these kids are hurting, and now I know what my purpose is. Before, I thought I knew what my purpose was, but I really didn't. Now I know what my purpose is. My purpose is is God is saying, I've done so much for you. I've put so much in you. But there's so many kids that's out here hurting. I need you to help them. I need you to help them to be delivered. Bring them to me. Let them see my light shine through you to know that they're not alone. Wow, there are so many biblical connections swimming around in my mind right now. <laughs> but uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, which is you know the love chapter, and it's often read at weddings, which I, I love that passage. Um, and I'm always afraid, oh, don't let's not take it for granted. We hear it so much, but um, you know that's where the love is patient, love is kind. Those words, but we also find the phrase, um, uh, two phrases that have recently really really stuck with me. And, um, you know, Paul, when he's writing that letter says, I could have everything in this world, basically. And if I have not love, I gain nothing. And then he goes on to say, if I have not love, I am nothing. So that that's talking about both, both that we, we could, like you were talking about, like, we could gain all this worldly success, but if we don't really understand and receive the love of God, then we are we are really incapable of being able to love others the way that He designed us to love. Yes, and then and then we, it's also such a part of our identity that without that love, we are nothing. So we gain nothing, we are nothing, and that's such a powerful testimony that you've been able to just go into. A public school and say, "Listen, look at this," and um, and being able to be that light in a dark area where you had not light yourself, you yes. know, and yes. just to see some redemption over your own story mm-hmm. to be able to say, "Okay, Lord, um, I, you know, I, I wish I didn't have to go through those things, but I also see." what you're doing now and how I'm able to help others now. Yes. That's a yes. really, really beautiful process. I want to back up a little bit and talk about as someone who is a Christ follower that is talking about some really heavy stuff to a lot of kids. And it sounds like you've had a lot of people um, need your help. You know, how do you not burn out in when you see all the need, um, I, I just recently read a book about a, uh, a a sister that went to Uganda and was helping orphans there, and she just every day she saw that she could help one person, but there was so many others that needed help. And kind of working through that process and and just seeing that, I feel that way sometimes. In the states, you know, just with a, a particular ministry, I feel called to um, uh, preventing orphanhood here in in the United States, and I see that there are so many kids that need help with foster care, need help with mm-hmm. adoption, need help with you know we're part of an organization called Safe Families, and it's like if you think about it, it gets overwhelming, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm just thinking about you going into these schools and doing your ministry events and seeing, wow, so many people are involved in domestic violence. How am I, you know, how do you not get bogged down by the need and, and focus on, um, the next steps? Um, it's hard. Um, I've, I've 
got to a point before where it was overwhelming. Yeah. Because you run into so many people that is hurting, whether it's adults or kids that is dealing with domestic violence or some kind of abuse, and you can't help everybody. Yeah. And then even the ones that come to you and say they want help, they really don't want the help. Mm. And then for the kids... And you it's hard that's internal. You can't yes. look at them and see and judge that. that you you have to just wait and see from their life what they choose to do. Yes, yeah. yes. And then when you have the kids that are in abusive relationship, because I also tell the kids that domestic violence isn't just domestic violence with a spouse. It's also within your household, mm-hmm. with your siblings, with your mom, your dad, and there's a lot of kids that deals with that kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've dealt with that where you try to help kids, but then the parents kind of stop you. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's nothing that you can really do because when the parents say, hey, I need you to step back yeah. because they say they want help for their kids, yeah. but they really don't because they want to stay stuck. When it means they have to change something, there's then it's threatening to them. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Which meaning with my kids changing, that means I have to change. Yeah. And with me changing means I have to deal with myself, but I don't want to deal with myself. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep my kids right there mm-hmm. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I come across a lot like that. But we recently had a young lady in the city, and I don't know if y'all heard about her, where she was 17 and was shot and killed by her boyfriend. Mm. And he was 27. Mm. And he shot her in the head. And that was a situation where God took me back to myself. Mm. Because as people was judging the mother and was judging her, and how can you let your 17-year-old date a 26-year-old man, and why didn't she leave? And the young lady was crying out all over social media. She had Mm. a restraining order. But this is the thing when you're dealing with somebody that has mental issues. Mm -hmm. And he had mental issues, and he he had, you know, a domestic violence background. When you're dealing with somebody with mental issues... There's nothing anybody can do that can save you from somebody like that Mm. unless they lock them up. Mm. And when you're that young and you're dealing with an adult and they have you mentally, Mm -hmm. once they get you mentally, that's like a manipulation. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's done and it's over with. And after that, I got to a. it's this organization called Speak Woman Magazine that I deal with, and we got together a, a, a domestic violence coalition. Hmm. And what that coalition is is to really speak out on domestic violence all year round, mm-hmm. not just at Teen Dating Violence Month, not just at Domestic Violence Awareness Month, to get the message out all year round because it happens yeah. so much. Yeah. But it it happened. And then we'll talk about it for a month, and then it's done, mm-hmm. and it's over with. And, um, you know, and it gets it gets overwhelming yeah. because you can only do so much. You right. can only do so much. But what God has showed me is is that, you know, Quita, get out your own way. And yeah. it's good to tell them about the statistics, and it's good to tell them about, but I need you. My word is what's going to last. Yeah. My word is what's going to get them over. Hmm. And and that's when I go into, you know, my favorite, Psalm 107, let yeah. the redeem of the Lord mm-hmm. tell their story. Mm-hmm. And, um, and th- this is what I try to explain to the kids as I talk to them. When you think about going in and you're thinking about dating and when you think about being in an abusive relationship, what, what, is, what is data? Mm-hmm. It is information that is collected for your final result. Mm-hmm. And what I do, I explain to them is, that's what an abuser does. Mm-hmm. They go in and they collect information from you. Mm-hmm. They know that you've been molested. Mm-hmm. They know you have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. They know that you are depressed. They know that you don't love yourself. So what they do is they take all of that information. Mm-hmm. They collect it. Mm-hmm. They use it to gain your trust. Mm-hmm. They use it to gain the authority. Mm -hmm. They use it to gain all that control. Now they have all that control. Now this is when I'm coming in Mm -hmm. and I'm about to beat you down. Mm -hmm. 
mentally, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. verbally. Now mm-hmm. they now I got you because first I'm going to give you something that your parents didn't give you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you something that your family didn't give you. Mm-hmm. And now you think that I am the best thing. Mm-hmm. And now that I done broke you down, now I could come in mm-hmm. and I can control every aspect of your life. So contrast that with who God is, Laquita. You know, I'm sure you have such a picture of this is who he is, he is. not. He is not a manipulator. Yeah. He is not someone who takes advantage. You know, uh, what in the in the face of that situation, how is he the opposite of of an abuser, uh, you know, to work, work us through that process. And, and this, this is, this is, this is what God had put on my heart before I got here and reminded me, I can do all things hmm. through Christ who strengthens me hmm. because at your time of weakness, mm-hmm. at your time of weakness, you, you need to know that God is your strength, yes. even when Amen. you're going through the abuse, Amen. to understand that God is our strength, mm-hmm. that God can pull us through. If we call on God, he's going to be right there. Mm-hmm. And then even though he might allow us to go through that situation, mm-hmm. it's not because he wants to harm us. It's because I need you to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving you through it all. Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me of me when I was in that dark place mm-hmm. that God was saving me, even though I thought my life was over. He was saving me because if he wasn't saving me, then mm-hmm. I could I should have been dead. Mm-hmm. So God said, I'm allowing you to go through this because I need you to tell your testimony. I need you to be a blessing to somebody else Mm -hmm. because it's going to be hundreds and thousands of women and men that is going to go through the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And if I can get you to where I need you to be, Mm -hmm. that I know that you're going to speak my word and my word is going to be the one that's going to pull them through, which God's word is love. Yeah. God is love. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that God is love mm-hmm. and God loves everybody and we get that spirit in us mm-hmm. and we love everybody, love mm-hmm. goes over anything. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, first, first, second, and third John passages I'm thinking right now. <laughs> you just brought up the passage, you know, God is love and how that contrasts. He's such a good father. Um, he's so much different than, you know, if you have a, a teen who's, uh, getting abused by parents, you can say, you know, God is a, a good father that would never do that. And he, um, he exemplifies what love is and, and, and we are able to receive that and love others. And it sounds like, you know, one, one thing I'm pulling out is that God has seasoned and matured you as a ministry leader to see that, you cannot save everybody like that situation with that teen girl. You know, you, you it brought up some stuff from your past and and you, you know, Satan was probably trying to use that to take you away from this dangerous ministry that that it's it's dangerous to him, you know. Um and I think you have seen that, you know, God is the one that needs to save and I'm just going to be willing, you know, no matter who that God brings me today, how many he brings me today. Um, I'm just, I'm going to continue to tell my story and continue Mm -hmm. to grow and be open for him to change, continue to change me, um, along the way. And another question I have for you is, because I see you doing this work and I'm thinking about my church and, and we don't really have a ministry connected. We have very, a lot of really great ministries, but I'm just curious to see how, how your church, you know, or how you could see opportunities for the church at large to join you in a mission to prevent abuse and violence. And that's, and and that's a good question because that's something that I have been praying about because, you know, a lot of churches are straight to talking about mm-hmm. abuse, mm-hmm. you know, even, even bringing it up. And, um, I think this is the first time we've talked about it on the podcast. Yes. Even. Yeah. Yes. And my church is one of the only churches in the city that actually has, um, a ministry 
that solely deals with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I am the only church-affiliated person mm-hmm. that comes in and talk about domestic violence because everybody I collaborate with or I do something with, they are a business mm-hmm. or they are a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So I am the only one that comes in and, and, and I remind them of, you know, I'm coming in strictly on this is, this is God's vision. Mm-hmm. of what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with me. So in collaborating or another church coming in, I think it I think it's it's awesome because even let's say let's say APAC said, mm-hmm. okay, how can we be a part of this ministry mm-hmm. to get this word out? Mm-hmm. Y'all are located in Kettering. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many school systems in Kettering. There are so many young women and young men mm-hmm. in Kettering that is dealing with abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might even have some in your own church mm-hmm. that is dealing with abuse. Um, you might even have some women mm-hmm. that's dealing with abuse that is afraid to even mm-hmm. come out. But if I can go into a ministry mm-hmm. and... There's other people that's just like me mm-hmm. that understands where God has us now, mm-hmm. that understands me and understand why I am so afraid to come out. Mm-hmm. But if I have the love of other women mm-hmm. to come in and say, hey, let's take a leap of faith and let's let's start this ministry. Let's go in and collaborate in this ministry mm-hmm. to help more kids because if we care ministry can help, 200 kids mm-hmm. with Apex coming in, we might be able to help four or 500 kids. Yeah. And then if another church come in, now we might be able to help a thousand kids. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. everybody brings something different. What I bring is different than what you can bring. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God might be saying, Laquita, this is what I need you to bring, but I need Jillian to come in with this spirit of God to mm-hmm. show them this. Mm-hmm. And then I need her to come in and show this. So I'm yeah. so glad you asked that because I told God I can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need people to come in to help. I need a team of women. And I think it's important too to say like you don't have to have been through domestic violence to help. I mean nope. to, uh, we we are the church and so we come alongside each other in all oh. kinds of things. It's it's not just, you know, we all we all have different stories, stories. and yes. we can be you can love, love someone who has a different story, story. than yeah. what you do. Yes. Yeah. In in and I'm glad you said that because I say it all the time, even when I go and speak. And I say, even as women, we all have a different story. And each of our story is different, but but it's the same. Yeah. We hurt the same. Yeah. It might be different, but it's really the same. Yeah. You might, you might have lost a parent or lost a child, and you're dealing with that. But it puts you in the same dark space that I was in mm-hmm. through my abuse. Right. Right. You you might have you might have been through some kind of abuse with your parents, mm-hmm. but my abuse was not through my parents, but was through a spouse. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, we all have a story, but our story is different. But as women, we can come together and help each other. Yeah, and the process really, we we all need the same healer, healer. too. Yeah. I, yeah. We all need the Lord as our healer. healer, and and like you were saying earlier, with the Word having to be our foundation. No matter what our story or no matter what our sin struggle or background, we, we need the Lord the same. And like, you know, you were talking about um, earlier, the Lord being your strength and um, uh, the uh, verse you quoted from Philippians was, uh, what was it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Philippians 4.13. Yeah, Philippians 4.13. Thank you. The, I... Uh, I've used that so many times. Uh, it's been encouraging to me in my life in so many different parts of my life that it's like not like that's not encouraging to me when I'm here and not and and here. You know, like it's <laughs> it it the God's word is sustaining from the beginning to the end yeah. of our life here. Um, so that's a, a really beautiful aspect of bringing that up. And even in our women's ministries, you know, just to as we are reading the word, thinking about. How does this apply to different stories? And there's a lot of Bible studies, right? There might not be a lot of 
specific ministries like we care, but I think there are a lot of women's Bible studies. And just Mm -hmm. from a teaching standpoint, I'm thinking, I'm always thinking, who's my audience and what might they be as what what might they be approaching the word with today that um you know they that the truths they need to hear about God that apply to their situation and just making sure that our churches are safe places to come with uh with with every story yeah. so yeah. yeah and and I'm and and I'm glad that you said that because even when we just my church we did a, a domestic violence overcomers fashion show mm. with a uh, speak woman magazine and uh, my pastor and one of the ministers was one of the models in the mm-hmm. fashion show as well. That's and so fun. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, you know, I was thinking about it, and I told him, I said, you know, this is a big statement mm-hmm. that y'all are doing as men yes. to walk across this stage as a church pastor mm-hmm. and as a minister and saying that, you know, I am fighting for domestic violence victims, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as a church, as a man of God, yeah. you know, as, um, as God's family, mm-hmm. you know, as a whole, this is what my house of God is is doing. Mm-hmm. This is what my family is doing. This is what my church is doing. Mm-hmm. We are we are supporting mm-hmm. and helping issues that most people don't understand mm-hmm. or don't want to understand or they understand it, but I want to be silent about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I said that was powerful. So I thank them Mm -hmm. for that, for even coming in and taking that stand, because a lot of churches said, no, we Mm -hmm. won't do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of pastors said, no, we won't do it. Mm -hmm. But to even take that stand. And I mean, it was just it was just amazing. I mean, it was amazing. So I think, you know, as a church as a whole, when I say church as a whole, us as the body of Christ. Right, right to come together and to be able to give awareness, to give God's word, Mm -hmm. and to help young, old, you know, on whatever they might be going through because Mm -hmm. let's keep it real, even – the older the older women mm-hmm. we have that that are broken mm-hmm. even within the churches yeah because they haven't dealt with things that they've been through in their childhood yeah so this can be a help for them as well right. to in like we talked about love mm-hmm. showing them love mm-hmm. and i think people don't understand you know when a person is dealing with something and if you come in just as simple of i love you mm-hmm. At that moment, it's easing them, yeah, just a little bit. And I'm gonna tell you something that God, some God gave me, yeah. And this is coming out of First Peter two nine. But you are a chosen people, a mm. royal priesthood, a holy nation, yes, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him hmm. who called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light. I love that passage, and <laughs> in, in that because that passage is me. Yeah, because I have been living in darkness for so long, and God said, "You are my chosen child." Hmm. And I am allowing your light to shine on me. Mm-hmm. So that if the light is shining on you, it's going to shine on everybody around mm-hmm. you. And with the anointing that I am putting on you, anybody that is connected to you mm-hmm. will be blessed as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, I think about even when I'm connected to the kids, when mm-hmm. I'm connected to the adults, mm-hmm. and I continue, even when I'm going through my own mess, when I go out there, I'm representing God. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to walk out there just like God is walking right there mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. and allow his light to shine mm-hmm. and to make somebody's day better. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for those couple minutes, mm-hmm. I'm going to allow their light to shine as well too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think that is just I mean I think that passage is amazing yeah. I think that passage has helped me mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. so when we go back to we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us because mm-hmm. he is our he, he's our strength yeah. mm-hmm. you know without him you're nothing mm-hmm. you know and just recently he's reminded me of when 
I'm I'm in a place where he told me don't work with people that is not connected to the journey that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't connect yourself with people that is that is not with the same vision mm-hmm. that I has that I have given you. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Because with me, I want to say yes mm-hmm. to everything. He said, it's okay to say no. Yeah, it's so hard to have discernment yeah. in yeah. that way. But I think you're right. Like when you're focused on the specific call that God has for you, um, you're you're ready to run it. You're mm-hmm. ready to mm-hmm. run it. And and I love I love your message about being still and getting refed by the word and 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 then going out again. And I really don't think we could end on a better note than that. First or first or second Peter passage. Uh, first Peter. First Peter passage yes. about his marvelous light. So, um, Laquita, thank you so much for being with us again. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, we're gonna let that uh, word sink in, and uh, listener. We're going to have the links to uh, Laquita's uh, ministry on our website. So please, please visit. If you are involved in an abusive relationship, please visit and get a hold of our sister here. And yes. um, we just want to see you living in, in the freedom and the light like she is. So, yes. All yes. right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16-17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.